Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. I'm kind of digging this new style. If you're watching on Facebook Live or on Rumble, just jump over to the Steve Noble Show page on either place, and you'll see I've got my hoodie on because I'm feeling senatorial, apparently. So I, I guess I should should subscribe to the John Fetterman uh, school of social etiquette for a sitting U.S. senator, which is really, I mean, I, I think we welcome to the show, by the way. I, I this is, <clears throat> is it funny? Is it amusing? Do I amuse you? Like, what's up with the Fetterman thing, which has been this way the whole time. So literally, John Fetterman would, in his gym shorts, big, long gym shorts. I mean, he's, a very odd-looking, enormous fellow anyway. So he's, he's got these big, baggy gym shorts on. Then he's got – he always has a, a hoodie on, and then he's wearing, like, flip-flops or house shoes or whatever. And because up until just a couple of days ago when uh, Mr. Schumer, the majority leader in the U.S. Senate, uh, changed the dress code for getting onto the floor of the Senate. Fetterman would would literally come to the door of the Senate to vote. He wouldn't walk in because he was violating the dress code. But but now that dress code is no more. And so you get Fetterman walking around like lurch and the guy's not in his right mind. We've known that. But that doesn't matter anymore. This is where we're at in the United States history where we will elect a man who's obviously mentally compromised and getting worse by the day, that being the president of the United States. Why are we surprised when we elect a guy that's, that was a bit of a buffoon anyway? And then, um, unfortunately for John Fetterman, he had a significant stroke, and now his brain is not functioning properly along with his mouth. Uh, but he's always been kind of like this. And is this, is this just a whole new level of ridiculousness in the U.S. Senate. So I want to open up the phones today to get your take on John Fetterman, the senator from Pennsylvania, who literally wears baggy gym shorts and hoodies, and they just changed the dress code as to not uh, keep him from getting onto the Senate floor. So now the guy literally can show up like you're laying around on Saturday morning having a cup of coffee, uh, reading your Facebook feed or whatever. You look like... You just crawled out of bed. You threw on some baggy shorts and a hoodie because, you know, it's November or December. It's cold outside. And that's John Fetterman, U.S. Senator. So we've seen this for a while, but now all of a sudden they change the Senate dress code. And so people are going uh, reacting to this. And so Fetterman was on. Get the MSNBC clip ready. Fetterman's on the MSC clip, the the MSNBC host, uh, which is, you know, they're just a bunch of communists and socialists at MSNBC. He thinks the whole thing's a big joke. It's funny. But, of course, what do you expect from people that call uh, murdering babies in the womb? Uh, healthcare, reproductive freedom, what do you expect? Their compass is so whacked but uh, that he's just laughing. So let's play this and then listen to Fetterman, Fetterman's response. This is on MSNBC. You got it? Go ahead. 
and Senator John Fetterman, Democrat of Pennsylvania, joins me now. Senator, it's good to see you. I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you in a while. Say something. Say something. Great to be here. Okay. Um, let me let me start with the most important matter facing our country at this dire moment, which is the matter of the Senate dress code, uh, which has recently been <laughs> recently been changed. Of course, of, of course, yes, yeah, no, of, of course. Um, I've heard about. I've heard that some people are upset about that, and the, the the right have been like losing their mind. You know, they're just like, oh my god, you know, dogs and cats are living together, and you know, like I said, aren't there more important things we should be talking about rather than if if I dress like a slob? Uh, yes. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said that Senate no longer enforcing a dress code for senators is to appease Fetterman is disgraceful. Dress code is one of society's standards that set etiquette and respect for institutions. Stop lowering the bar. Uh, what, what do you say to that? Well, you know, her platform, you know, really, she runs on more and more dingling, you know, picks, you know, on uh, in the, the, the meetings uh, over in, in the Congress. So, again, uh, I, I'm not really sure why she cares how I dress, uh, but, you know, she really takes it a different way. Okay. Speaking of dingling, let's jump over to this is Fetterman and recently went to because of the auto workers that are striking. Fetterman shows up to one of the strikes dressed as usual. He, he looks like he's homeless. Anyway, and then talking about dinglings, listen to the guy. Just You just tell me whether you think he makes any sense, whether he's fit to serve. Okay, go, let's play that one. My message to the, the, CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at $74 million, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, you know to, to, yacht, to water uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, okay, that, that was enough of that. So there, there's, there's uh, ding-a-ling. <laughs> Fetterman. Okay, so the guy's not all there. Uh, just like our president, who's not all there. But in this case, he's wearing baggy shorts, gym shorts, and a hoodie, like the hoodie I have on today, uh, given to me my friends at Gabby's Grounds, who's a remarkable young woman uh, who is, uh, sells coffee. She's uh, had a, uh, a handicap her whole life, just remarkable. Young. So I've got Gabby's Grounds coffee shop <clears throat> uh, hoodie on, uh, which I'm going to take off here in a minute because she's too stinking hot here in the studio. But... Uh, right, TJ, Uncle Fester, that's what that's what Fetterman looks like. So apparently uh, we're all over overreacting to a member of the U.S. Senate, uh, arguably the most prestigious political chamber in U.S. history, dressing like uh, a homeless guy who should be down at the Tenderloin in San Francisco or or uh, just bumming around on a Saturday morning, which they literally he would vote from the door of the Senate because the guy wasn't going to change. And he would vote from the door. But now Schumer said, no, let's change the dress code. We don't, we don't need to do that. We need to just whatever. You know, you, you don't have to dress up. Um, my question for you is, what do you do with that? What do you think of that? I, I'm curious. I, I'm, I really maybe I'm just overreacting. Maybe I'm just. One of those wackadoodle, ding-a-ling Republican conservatives. But what do you think about John Fetterman or any U.S. senator dressing like a slob in the U.S. Senate? Is that an issue? Are we overreacting? No big deal. How do you react to that? Right? Wrong? Ding-a-ling? What's up? What do you do with that? 866-348-7884. John Fetterman dressing like a slob in the U.S. Senate. 866-348-7884. Or 866-34-TRUTH. We'd love to hear. 
Pull up a, pull up a picture of when Spider-Man got sworn in. Since I was Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. Just opening up the phones, having a conversation about John Fetterman, dressing like he's hanging out on a Saturday morning, drinking a cup of coffee, watching some football or something, a big baggy gym shorts and a uh, hoodie, except he's he's wearing that. That is now allowed. Chuck Schumer just changed it the other day. He can dress like that, dress like a bum, dress like a homeless guy, dress like he's hanging out at home, raking the leaves, whatever, and walk onto the Senate chamber floors. He hasn't been able to do that before, so he would literally, this is this is how whack it is, he would walk up to the door, because he wasn't, by rule, allowed on the chamber floors. You can't walk onto the chamber floors of the U.S. Senate, dress like a bum. And so he would come to the door and vote. And they're like, okay, and now Chuck Schumer just the other day said, oh, yeah, yeah, let's relax the dress code. You want to dress You want to dress like a bum on the floor of the U.S. Senate after 220 years? That's fine. Knock yourself out. Go ahead. Which is exactly what he's doing. And, of course, he says the, le- the right. We're losing our minds. Dogs and cats living together. My question is, what do you think about this? Is it a big deal? Are we overreacting? Or, or, or is this meaningful how you dress? Whether you're in the Senate chambers or the House chambers. 866-348-7884 is the number. 866-348-7884. Or 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to our first caller calling in from Raleigh right here in uh, North Carolina. Go right ahead. Thanks for calling. John Fetterman's dress code. Oh, <laughs> thank you. First time caller here. Years of listening. Thank you for all your, your wonderful work. You're welcome. Uh, I'm just, I mean, oh, well, why be surprised? <laughs> or why be surprised by these, you know, a fire? Yeah, I mean, that's par for the course. If he dressed like that, then he would, you know, if he had respect for the country or anything else, including himself and his mm. family, um, then, of course, he wouldn't be dressing like that. I mean, that's just, there, it, it, I look around and I was telling the uh, friend on the way back home that I said, look around and it's some I look I get and I get out often enough. I don't drive anymore, but I get out and every time I do, it's like you know, I'm almost chilled to see huh. for real. Right. Oh I know. you yeah, you agree with me. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and how people dress and how they present themselves. You know, it's one thing with younger people. It's another thing yeah. with adults and a sitting member of the US Senate. And and I think it. I think you're exactly right. It shows what he thinks or doesn't think about the position or about uh, the chamber itself. I mean, it, it's it's um, it's all been pro- you know, it's all in there. We, we you know, right will be wrong or wrong will right, be right. right that's right. Yeah, yeah right, and, and a lack of seriousness, <laughs> and we're definitely there. And and those are great points. I appreciate oh, yeah. you, Colin, and thanks for your encouragement. Okay. By the way, thanks for listening to the show. Thank you, sir. God You're bless. welcome. God bless. Have a great afternoon. And uh, I think it tells you everything you need to know about Fetterman. Besides the fact that the guy can't put three sentences together because of his stroke, he wasn't that shrewd in the first place. He was the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. And why? Like, hey, hey, PA, what's your deal? Like, what are you thinking? Where are we at this country that, that they'll elect him to be the lieutenant governor? He dressed like that, by the way. And on the TV behind me here in the studio, that's the picture of when John Fetterman was sworn in. So Kamala Harris is there as the vice president. She's the president in the Senate. Okay, so she, she's got her pantsuit on, kind of like a, a Hillary thing. Fetterman actually has a suit on and a tie. His daughter to his right looks oh, okay, but it's, he's, his two sons are both sitting there. The one son, 
the younger one, his shirt doesn't even fit. You can't see his hands. The shirt's all the, all the way down, long sleeve shirt. Not tucked in, not even buttoned down up at the top. And then his other son standing over there, same thing. Long white shirt, not tucked in. At least the collar's somewhat fixed. And then his wife, who's really bizarre, at least is wearing a dress. But obviously this is the deal. This is who the guy is. And now this is a U.S. senator. And and and, and th- just not taking this, the, the position seriously, he's not even capable of being serious because he had a massive stroke in May of the year when he became a U.S. senator. They put him in there anyway because it doesn't matter. The type of whoever it is, it doesn't matter. All he's there to be is a puppet for Schumer and the Democrats. So it doesn't matter whether the guy's actually capable of doing the job or not. Doesn't doesn't matter to them that he has absolutely no respect for the office. And he proves it by the way he dresses. And now maybe that's just because I'm 57, right? Let's go to Joe, who's calling in from North Carolina. Joe, thanks for calling. You're on with Steve. Mr. Fetterman's wardrobe. Go right ahead. Joe, are you there? Hey, Joe. Joe's on there, but I can't get Joe crossed over. So, yeah, like when I go buy clothes or shoes, oftentimes I'll I'll go once a year, sometimes twice a year. And I'll go to Nordstrom Rack, okay? Because Nordstrom's a nice store, but when you're buying at retail, that stuff is ridiculously expensive. So I go to Nordstrom Rack, and you get the stuff that didn't sell or it's going out of season or whatever. So it's significantly less. But I go to Nordstrom Rack, and I pick some shirts, and I pick some pants, and I pick some shoes. You know what I do? <laughs> I take pictures, and I text them to my 25-year-old daughter and my 18-year-old daughter. And I'm like, what do you think of this? And then I get some uh, input from them, to say the least. And then, no, Dad, that's ridiculous. That looks stupid. Okay, cool. Uh, what's going on here? Do you think anybody in the U.S. Senate? By the way, 866-348-7884 is the number. What do you think of John Fetterman dressing this way? Uh, Josh, go pull up some pictures of John Fetterman as lieutenant governor in Pennsylvania. Just go pull that, and let's go see what he was doing then. And so this tells you what he thinks. He's not a serious person. He was never a serious candidate. Uh, Even before his stroke, after his stroke, he was a seriously impaired candidate. That's why I remember when he did a debate with Dr. Oz, they had to put everything on a screen for him. He had to have a screen to see what Dr. Oz was saying and what the questions were because his brain after his uh, major stroke could not process what people were saying. So he had to see it written on the screen. And then when he does speak, it's clear that his brain is still not operating correctly. Uh, Better than it was right after he had a stroke, but good enough to be a U.S. senator. So he can't even do that. And then he approaches the office in gym shorts and a hoodie. 866-348-7884. Is that him? There he is again as the lieutenant governor in Pennsylvania, looking like he's on furlough from jail as a lieutenant governor. All right, let's try Joe again. Hey, Joe, are you there? Yeah, sorry about that. I had a little bit of interference here. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Hey, thanks for calling. John Fetterman's wardrobe. What are you thinking? I think it's the only thing he can get on without assistance um, in the morning, you know. I think if he had, if he wore a suit, he'd probably have to have somebody put it on him because I think that's probably part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've been electing uh, – we haven't elected the best of, of us for a long time, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, which I'm sad about. And uh, the thing I've noticed the most about him, and I want you to kind of maybe listen from now on, but he he quotes 
movies. That's the, that's how he answers questions. Hmm. The the two quotes you played both had movie references. And right. One was Ghostbusters, and then the other one was uh, Wall Street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a so great that's point. All he knows. That... I think I, that's I a think great he's very point. Educated. I, I think he's only as educated as as far as his remote goes. Um, you know that he uses to control his TV. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah I, I don't think very much of him. Um, yeah. I'm sorry that for the people of Pennsylvania. Oh um, man. That, but you know what, Joe? Is, you know, in terms of the people of Pennsylvania, I'm up against the break. But thanks for calling in. The problem, Joe, with Pennsylvania is enough of them showed up and elected them. So I don't feel sorry for him personally. They get exactly what they wanted. But the movie thing, that's fascinating. We'll talk about that when we come back. I wonder if that's a song that John Fetterman sings to his mom. Hey, look, hey, hey, look, mom, I made it. Look, here I am in the U.S. Senate. Can't you tell? Can't you tell I'm a U.S. Senator? Don't I look like a U.S. Senator when I go to work? Uh, a couple of days a week. Don't don't I don't I look like it? Isn't that uh, isn't it obvious that I'm a U.S. senator? I mean, I do. I mean, I I have flip flops on, and I I'm. It's not like I'm showing up in my underwear. I do have my long gym shorts on, and it's not like I'm showing up in a you know the uh, what do they call them a wife beater T-shirt. Uh, I have a hoodie on, you know, because I get cold. So there you go. And and a lot of people on the left. And by the way, I, I'd love to hear your comments. Thanks to my other callers about uh, Fetterman and them getting rid of the dress code. Now you can go casual. This isn't even casual. This is just sloppy, uh, sloppy casual on the Senate floor. And John Fetterman is the perfect example. And then Chuck Schumer just a couple of days ago said, yeah, yeah, we're going to relax. We're going to relax the uh, <clears throat> the dress code. We're not going to do that anymore. And Fetterman's like, yeah, these people are all going nuts. Uh, Representative Ryan Zink from Montana. If my interns can put on a suit, so can a U.S. senator. Amen. I agree. 866-348-7884. would love to hear your thoughts on this. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. John Fetterman wearing baggy gym shorts and a hoodie now on the floor of the U.S. Senate. Pennsylvania Senator... Responded to some critics on Twitter as well, including Nate Silver, the founder of the news uh, data site 538. Quote, starting a new political party for people who don't give a blank either about how John Fetterman dresses or what Lauren Lauren Boebert does in a theater. And then uh, Fetterman said in response, I dress like you predict, meaning you guys are sloppy predictors. I'm a sloppy dresser. He says that. Fetterman has said that. You know, I dress like a slob. So what? And so people are like, hey, I heard some people on the left and, and Clay Travis and Buck Sexton were talking about this earlier today on their show about uh, people on the left. Some people, pundits on the left are like, hey, John Fetterman, he just represents regular people. He represents blue collar people. And that's how, that's how he connects, kind of like Joe Biden with his what? Joe Biden grew up where? Is it Scranton? Is that what Biden likes to say? I grew up down there with the regular people in Scranton and blah, 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 blah. right? Uh, I sold cars in Wilmington, Delaware. I'm just a regular guy. Uh, Joe Biden hasn't been a regular guy for 50 years. He's been an, a liberal elitist for 50 years. There's nothing regular about Joe Biden. Not a single thing. I don't care where you were born. I don't care where you spent your first 20 years of life. You're an elitist. <laughs> and so for people to say Fetterman's just connecting with blue-collar people, here's what I think. I think uh, 99% of blue-collar people, if they were invited to the floor of the Senate or fly, invited to the House, perhaps to come share what life is like as a blue-collar worker, 
at the next State of the Union address. I'm pretty sure the painter guy is not showing up in, paint, in his paint pants with uh, paint and caulk all over his shirt. I'm pretty sure that blue-collar guy is going to show up in a, shirt, in a shirt and a suit and a tie. And the plumber and the factory worker, 99, probably 99.9% of blue-collar workers around the country, when invited into that kind of situation, are going to dress as best as they can. They go to Christmas Eve. They're not wearing long gym shorts and a hoodie. Uh, Easter morning, they're not doing it there. Weddings, not there either. Funeral, just showing up. I'm going to go to a funeral. I'm going to a church tonight, by the way, in Durham to go talk about homeschooling. Right now, I've got on uh, camouflage cargo shorts and a red Star Wars T-shirt. And uh, do you think I'm going to change before I show up over there? Yes. Am I going to change before I go? Am I going to wear something like this tomorrow in one of my classes? Yes, because I'm hanging out with a bunch of high school students. Uh, but I'm walking into a church to talk about homeschooling or into a church to talk about anything. Uh, I'm not wearing shorts and a T-shirt <clears throat> because I understand that I'm going to a church. So then these guys say, well, Fetterman's just connecting with blue-collar people. No, he isn't. He's just a slob that doesn't take his job seriously and doesn't take the institution seriously, doesn't take the federal government seriously. But that doesn't matter to the left because they have him. He just He's just a puppet, and he votes the way he's supposed to vote. But what do you think about it? 866-348-7884. John, thanks for calling. You're on with Steve. Go right ahead. Yeah, how you doing? So uh, my opinion, I think Fetterman should dress up. I'm not sh quite sure why he doesn't. But I think Jim Jordan should dress up as well. So good for the goose, good for the gander, in my opinion. Yeah, because occasionally you'll see Jim Jordan and he doesn't have a coat on and he doesn't have a tie on. He never has a tie on. And, and I have a problem with that personally. I think, I mean, even it's interesting, John, to think about somebody like Fetterman or Jim Jordan, any of these folks, men or women, and you walk into the chamber, be it the House or the Senate, everybody else is dressed up to the nine. What kind of person walks in and says, I don't care how any of these people are dressed? The, to me, there's, there's something off there in that person's perception of reality. I think I would agree with that they definitely should look the part. You know, you've represented people in the United States. A great deal of people voted for you, spent their money, and trusted you with their, their best interest. They vote in that particular way. So I think you should look the part. Thanks. Yeah, that's a pretty serious position. John, thanks for calling. That's a great point. And I appreciated him mentioning Jim Jordan. I noticed that about Jim Jordan a lot, too. Now, there's the chambers, the House chambers, the Senate chambers. One thing, should, should they be able to dress down a little bit, take the coat off, take the tie off when they're in a committee meeting? Well, I can understand where he's going to go, okay, it, there is a difference between a committee meeting and a meeting room and the Senate floor and the House floor. That is the ultimate. That is the creme de la creme. That is the top of the chart when it comes to governance in Washington, D.C., on the House floor and the Senate floor. In, in, a, in a closed meeting, in a public meeting, off the floor, business casual maybe, but on the Senate floor, yeah, coat and tie, appropriate dress for the women, so on and so forth. Uh, I think it goes to attitude and seriousness. And in this case, like uh, I think it was Joe that called in, Maybe Fetterman, because he's so messed up after his stroke, uh, it, you know, maybe it's really hard for him to put on a coat and tie. And if it is hard for him to do that, why is he in the U.S. Senate? <laughs> There's only 100 of those folks. It's a big deal. If he's not capable of putting on a suit and tie and he's that compromised, 
then should he be in the Senate? I mean, it goes without saying. 866-348-7884. Monique, thanks for calling in. Go right ahead. Hello. Um, I have to just call myself out after the day I've had, so hopefully I'm not answering out of <laughs> being frustrated okay. all together with everything <laughs> anyway today. I want to say that in fairness. I'm all I hear you. Because that you. is possible. But nonetheless, in almost kind of an irony, I can answer, like he does with movies, with a Bob Dylan song where he says it's easy to see without looking too far that not much is really sacred when he mm. talks about flesh-colored flesh Jesuses that glow in the dark. I don't know if you know that song. No. Uh, it's All Right, Mom, Only Bleeding Song. But um, I, I really, and definitely in fairness, because I totally understand things that people would think are like, okay, that's a given. Um, that are hard for people that have a physical issue, like yes. taking one step, literally. Now, but yes. again, to your point, like he said, that might not be a, a good thing for him or the people of America if if he's that compromised. But uh, far be it for me that, like, oh gosh, why aren't you wearing a suit? Because I definitely understand if that is part of it. Yeah. But ultimately, all that being said, you know, I just, it's coming, and I don't want to stretch it too far, but. I, it's almost like a cool thing to be anti the kind of obvious. I think right. of things like respecting the court, mm -hmm. and now the theme is, you know, be you or whatever. And see, that could get stretched into a whole other thing. I could see somebody going, well, when somebody wants to come in with a kimono, is that against Japanese? You know, right. people can right. take it everywhere. Sure, sure. But all that to say, you know, on the the deeper end of it, you know, it, I just think not much is really sacred. But on the all due respect, having very intimate knowledge of the simplest things to most people, having yes, a whole other reality that doesn't mm -hmm. even, they don't have a frame of reference for if things are hard. But right. back to your point, if that is the case, God bless them. I wouldn't be bothered with a Senate. You know, I'd yeah. be trying to recover. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, so. that's a great point. Those are all great point mo points, Monique. I really appreciate you calling in and sharing that. And on that one, uh, we have plenty of history in this country of physically handicapped people serving in the highest levels of government, including the presidency, who still were dressed appropriately. Maybe they couldn't do it themselves, which we should all understand and have compassion for. Yet the individual and the people around them we're like, okay, you can't, you, you literally do not have the physical ability to go through all the rigmarole and put on all the stuff, but your staff or your spouse does. And obviously those people, and I know I think more recent examples like Bob Dole, Bob Dole had that whole hand thing, his whole hand's a mess, right? He's always got a, a pen in his hand and, and his arm didn't quite work well. So I'm sure it was very difficult for him. Like he probably couldn't tie his tie, probably couldn't button his shirt, probably couldn't button his suit. Uh, but other people did it for him, and I'm sure he insisted. No, uh, I need somebody to help me with this, right? Or John McCain. John McCain had that whole arm thing messed up from being a prisoner of war, and if he couldn't do it himself, he wasn't going to walk in. He wasn't going to walk into the U.S. Senate dressed casually just because he couldn't do it himself. I, I would imagine neither one of those guys would would they would be like if I can't if I can't rise to the level if we can't do this I'm not going in there. I'm not going to disrespect my office. I'm not going to disrespect the chamber. And John Fetterman I, just doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the chamber. He doesn't care about his position. He doesn't care. He shouldn't be there. This is Steve Noble. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. Okay. Uh, switching gear. This is a radical turn. Okay, this is like you're going to get whiplash from this. But again, I was listening to in between uh, being in my classes today. I teach three classes on Wednesday. And then driving to the studio, I was catching the end of Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. They took over the time slot from Rush Limbaugh. And, uh, and, and then I guess a couple days ago, like every day is some national day, right? So a couple days ago was uh, National Cheeseburger Day. So most of you that are listening to the show on the radio anyway are in North Carolina. So uh, I want to help you love your neighbor as yourself. All right? I'm going to help you love your neighbor as yourself. And uh, we've got like nine minutes. So please call in and tell us, according to you, your expertise, your culinary expertise. Call in and rep for us uh, your favorite place to get a cheeseburger. All right, your favorite place to get a cheeseburger. Steve, this is still, this, this, the country's going uh, down in flames and you're talking about cheeseburgers. Right, yeah, I know. Because I don't think it's healthy for us to talk about everything that's garbage and all the bad stuff every single day all the time. And if you want to do it, knock yourself out. That, that's not healthy to me personally. I do push away from this table and push away from this stuff uh, as regularly as I can because it's not healthy for me and my spirit to always be looking as if there's nothing to give the Lord credit for. Well, I'm going to give the Lord credit for the people that came up with the cheeseburger. There you go. So 866-348-7884. Call in, especially all you radio listeners, Truth Radio, wherever you happen to be, and tell us where you are and tell us where we can get a great cheeseburger. Okay? Because that's really important. (laughs) I'm serious. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. Call in and recommend where we can get a good cheeseburger. But you got to tell us where you live because then other people that are listening, they're like, oh yeah, I'm in the Winston-Salem area. I'm in the Raleigh area. For Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton, they just kept to uh, bigger chains. So I think they were arguing between Five Guys, uh, Smashburger, and what was one other one? Five Guys, Smashburger, and there was one other one. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. So you, you guys tell me. Call in 866 348 7884. I'm not kidding. And recommend to your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ where they can get a good cheeseburger. So you got to say, it's this place, and here it is. It's in Winston-Salem. Go here. It's it's uh, Dairy O in Winston-Salem. They have great cheeseburgers and great milkshakes. Whatever. Uh, I knew my, my cousin Vance. I, Vance, I knew you were going to say that. The only, t- spoken like a typical Texan, the only place is Whataburger in Texas. Actually, either Clay Travis or Buck Sexton brought that up. 866-348-7884. And one of them said, well, what about Whataburger? And they're like, yeah, no, not good enough. So there's that. Uh, my sister Catherine on Facebook Live, Tremont Tavern in Chattanooga. So if you happen to be in Chattanooga, do yourself a favor. Love yourself well as your neighbor. Right, that's it. Uh, in and out. Thanks, Pookie. In and out. That was the other thing they said. Uh, five guys, in and out, which is more of a West Coast chain. And then... Um, I think it was, uh, uh, what's the place with shakes? It's not Smashburger. There's another one. Do you know what I'm talking about, Josh? They have really good milkshakes. And, um, oh, what is it? It's not Smashburger. It's Burger. What's that? No, no. I'm being a 57-year-old. Monique's calling back. Monique, you you got some help for us? Yes, I do, because you're being fun today, and I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) Sounds like you need it. Oh, I told you that from the beginning. Amen. I'm right there with you. I'm going to tell the whole radio world, because God knows it's the truth. Amen. Um, uh, Amen. 
burger, uh, what's it? Uh, oh my gosh, don't do this to me. <laughs> Hops Burger Bar. I, so I live in Greensboro. Okay. And Hops Burger Bar, because I mean, they are off the, and even particularly if you don't eat red meat, their turkey burger, you, you have oh. to ask the waiter to be yep. sure that it's really good. turkey. So I would say Hops Burger Bar first. I don't know if they're in Raleigh. Got it. Yeah. Uh, no, they aren't, but they, but Greensboro, they so that's helpful. Awesome. Monique, okay, God bless yeah. you. Thanks for that important yes, information. You and Bad Daddy's. <laughs> Bad Daddy's Burger. Yeah, Bad Daddy's are pretty good. Yep, that's good. That There you go. Monique, God bless you. That's a great answer. Let's go to Joe. I think Joe's back. Joe, you got something? Yeah. I'm, I'm in Fuqua right now. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Fud, Fud Rockers was I always, as a chain. Oh, yeah. Is Fuddruckers the place you go in and you kind of assemble your own burger? Yeah, yeah. It was the original place you did that, yeah. Yeah, cool. Got it. Fuddruckers, um, good and one. Then, and then but in Fuquay, there's a place called Wingin' It. And even though they're called Wingin' It because they make really good wings, their burgers are better than their wings, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, it's good to, good so, to know. So if you go to Wingin' It in Fuquay, Verena, order the burgers, not and the And then the, best, the third best place is John Fetterman's Sweatshirt. <laughs> have a good day thanks joe god bless you there you go uh I, that thing's going nowhere near my stomach john fetterman's sweatshirt uh shake shack thank you tj that was it shake shack so those guys were like in and out burger shake shack and five guys in terms of a chain right so the best place for a cheeseburger since one day this week was national cheeseburger day today i think they said was uh, pepperoni pizza day who knows what's tomorrow hummus day what's what's friday i don't know euros day I'm a Chicagoan. Cheese fries day. Deep dish pizza day. Come on. Show me some love. All right. So where can we get a good cheeseburger here in North Carolina specifically? 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. All right, John, help us out. Dinner's right around the corner. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been looking for hamburger places, you know, for years. I'm from Raleigh. Um, You've got BurgerFi is one of the more popular ones. You've got Freddy's. They have shakes. Um, Steak and Shake was great when it was still there, but uh, Smash Burgers, I tried that, but my favorite is Bad Daddy's. Bad Daddy's. Yep, Bad, Bad Daddy's, Daddy's pretty good. It, yeah, it's at the corner of uh, Litchford and uh, Falls of the Noose. Cool. Excellent, John. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for that information. Uh, we got another caller coming in. We still got a couple minutes. We're trying to... Dinner's right around the corner, yo. It's five. It's 4.54. Dinner, 5.30, late if you're younger, whatever the case may be. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Nina, In-N-Out Burger, we don't have any of those in North Carolina yet, which we should probably repent for. But yeah, In-N-Out Burgers are really good. Uh, steak and Shake. I, I miss, Thank you, Catherine. I miss Steak and Shake. You know, the really thin burgers. Now, now people are making movies about thin burgers, smash burgers. But Steak and Shake was all over that. And then those, I think Steak and Shake had those tiny little fries. Are you getting hungry yet? Uh, and then Shake Shack is really good. I really like Shake Shack. And then Five Guys, I'm all about some Five Guys. And order the small fries, and then you just drown in them. Right? It's a beautiful thing. 866-348-7884 is the number. Help us out. Your favorite burger place. Call in. Give us the name of the place and where it is. You're just loving your neighbor as yourself. Don't, keep, don't hoard that information. That's decidedly unloving. If you know where a great burger place is and you call yourself a Christian and you call yourself an American, then love your neighbor as yourself and give it up. Share the information. Okay? This is very important. Way more important, maybe not, than John Fetterman's wardrobe. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. I do like Five Guys. 
you know, there's about 40 different things you can put on that burger. And then it's funny because they got the mini cheeseburger, which is still pretty large. But if you get a regular burger there, it's, uh, it's double, double meat, right? Crazy. So I'm, I'm down with that. Five guys. Oh, you have a steak and shake in Charlotte, Nina. That's good. So steak and shake's kind of like your old school drive-in thing, actually. Um, that's how it feels when you go in there. There was a place in Chicago. My sister Catherine's on Facebook Live. She'll remember this. Remember Ed DeBevix, Kath? Ed DeBevix. The fun thing about Ed DeBevix, you go in there, Ed DeBevix. I think that was the name of it, wasn't it? You go in there. It's got this whole 50s vibe. And they actually, the, the deal is with the waiters and waitresses is that they were on purpose, like condescending, insulting, and obnoxious. Uh, oh, uh, so between this and that, which do you think is better? And th- they'd be like, uh, <laughs> that's your own food. What are you asking me for? You come into a restaurant, you're, you're here to eat, and you don't know what you're going to order. You're asking somebody else, do you do that with everything? Did you do that with your hair? Did you do that with this shirt today? Because if somebody, if you pick this shirt, you probably should ask somebody. Stuff like that. I mean, that was like the deal at Ed DeBevick's in Chicago. Yeah, totally rude, but fun. TJ said yes for a side order of insults. Uh, that that place, if, if you know me very well at all, do you think I would fit in there? <laughs> oh, to go back to an Ed DeBevix today. Uh, and I could do it in a Christ-like fashion, but I can be pretty obnoxious. And I can have some cutting humor. But a lot of people, yeah, if you've ever been down to the Texas part of the world. Whataburger is quite good. The thing I like about Whataburgers, correct me if I'm wrong. Everybody's getting hungry, right? Correct me if I'm wrong here, Vance, but doesn't, don't Whataburgers have like shredded lettuce? Like what you would use if you're making tacos at home or burritos at home. You get a bag of shredded lettuce. It's just iceberg lettuce, which is good for nothing in terms of health. But don't they put shredded lettuce on the burger? Am I right with Whataburgers in Texas? I think I'm right. Am I remembering correctly or is this me being 57? So what a burgers in Texas? Yes. Boom. That's great. Nina says there's a place like that in Myrtle Beach. So pay attention, y'all. If you're going down to Myrtle Beach. And if you've never had a cheeseburger before with shredded lettuce on it, uh, once again, I would say you're not loving yourself well. You need to love yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. God never tells you not to take care of yourself. So that's why it's important in a week when we celebrate National Cheeseburger Day that you find a good place for a cheeseburger. And if you've never done it, try a cheeseburger with shredded lettuce. You're welcome. I love you. Happy to help. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Mojo's. Carmen, where is that? Mojo's. That sounds like a good place. Burger Five, Smash Burger, Whataburger. Some good ones out there. So sometime in the next 24 hours, I'm going to have to get myself a cheeseburger. 866-348-7884. Too late. But you got some ideas. Enjoy a cheeseburger. And uh, maybe we'll talk about it another time. Tomorrow, Theology Thursday with our good friends at BJU Seminary and Bob Jones University. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, who loved cheeseburgers, ever forward.